Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to find freedom from the shame and pressure of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode with Lynn Wilder and Joel Grote as they and their guests share personal stories and wisdom from the Bible that just might surprise you. We invite you to experience a grace that heals. everybody. Man, I am really glad that you're back with us on the Unveiling Grace podcast, because if you listen to the previous episode, you know we ended right in the middle of Sherelle's story, and we're going to pick that up there. And I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder. And we have with us Sherelle Casada. Her mother was adopted into a Mormon family in Blackfoot, Idaho area. And so she grew up LDS. Her family got very active when she was 14. At 17, Sherelle told us in the episode one, you'll want to go find it. She got pregnant. And then she talked a little bit about what that was like within the LDS culture. The father of the baby was actually in prison for a time. And Sherelle um, raised her girls and worked, but also lived uh, um, what a Mormon would consider a less than moral life. At one point, she went to a family reunion in Texas. That's kind of funny. I'm in Texas today, actually. And um, after that family reunion, one of her cousins, one that loved the Lord and was a strong Christian, was actually killed. And Sherelle told us that it was really hard on her to consider that she was living a less than moral life and she got to live. And yet this wonderful Christian cousin um, was shot. So, so tell us where that took you in your life, Sherelle. It took me into a very, very dark hole. Um, drinking no longer was done for fun. It was done to numb, numb thoughts. Um, I had questions and I had a lot of hate for a God that I knew nothing of. One Sunday, I woke up after a night of partying. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat that. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I walked into a church here in Kennewick, Washington, South Hills Church. Wow. (laughs) The pastor was at that time, Pastor Phil Paulson. And I sat in the back row. I think I went to the third row, if I remember correctly. So not the very back, but I definitely wasn't going in the front. (laughs) (laughs) I I had no idea what kind of church this was. All I remember is it was close to my home. It was right off the highway and there was three crosses. So I knew that that was a church because it had crosses, (laughs) which is crazy because now I know a little bit more history on the Mormon religion. But in my mind, there's a church. I'm going in there for, I don't know what reason, but I'm going. Now, did you, you still had your two girls at this point, right? They were with either my parents or they were with my boyfriend or my boyfriend, their dad's sister at that time. So So it was a weekend. You just went by yourself. It was a weekend by yourself. I went by myself, by myself. I walked in and everybody was standing and singing and there was drums and guitars <laughs> and I had no idea what I walked into at that point in time. <laughs> this is not the LDS church of my childhood. No. 
Um, so yeah. that was quite uh, okay. I don't know where I'm at, but I'm just going to stand. Um, they had the lyrics on a big screen while they were singing. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember that first song that was playing and it had said, um, you will turn your mourning into dancing. And I was mourning dramatically. And I remember reading that thinking, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? How am I going to dance from this? How am I going to sing from this? But I stayed. Um, I listened to the sermon. And I remember the pastor talking that day. He was talking about forgiveness and how there's a lot of evil in this world. And he started talking about how God forgives us for our sins. So we should be forgiving other people for their sins. And I was growing angry. I remember sitting there just like, what? So confused, but I stayed. Why I stayed, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the sermon, they were doing what I thought was sacrament. They had little cups of juice and they had little bread in the front. I remember the pastor blessing it and saying, come as you feel led. But I also remember sitting there thinking, I'm not allowed to take that. I am living an awful life, so I am not allowed. And I watched all these people go up there and just knowing at that point in time or thinking at that point in time, that's not for me. I have to get right before I go up there. Mm. <laughs> no, ma'am. Yeah. And that ties in because you said, Sherelle, the whole not taking sacrament in the LDS church was going to tie in in the future. And so for the people who didn't hear episode mm-hmm. one, one of the things that happened to Sherelle, and this is common within the LDS system, so this wasn't unique to her, but once she was found to be pregnant, not married, she was told she was not allowed to take Mormon sacrament, the Mormon version of communion, bread and water, until after the baby was born. And so for all those months, and if you know anything about LDS culture and LDS sacrament, it happens every week and everybody passes. And when you don't take, it's really obvious to everybody who's taking and who's not taking. Yeah. And so now you're not being told you can't take, but everything inside of you is saying, I'm not worthy to take. Yeah. Exactly. What I meant to say was that when you come to the Jesus of the Bible, you come as you are, right? And he accepts you as you are. And we'll talk about what happened to you. So um, a lot happened between that point. I knew that not only, I remember that forgiveness talk that morning it hit me in a lot of different places, not only with my cousin's killer, but with the father of my children. I had, I said lots of ugly things to him. I wished awful things upon him. And I had no idea where he was. I had no idea if he was even alive. I had no idea if he was back in jail, but I knew that I needed to find him. And I knew that I needed to apologize. I am no better than you. I have never been no better than you, but all my life, I thought I was for some reason. Um, that's kind of how me and him, here we are now. Let's, let's make our amends. We have these two beautiful daughters that we need to love and we need to take care of. At this point in time, he is a full-blown drug addict 
and he is in jail when I go to try to look for him. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So he ends up moving back to Tri-Cities, back to Kennewick, but he, he starts living with his sister because now we need to figure out how to be parents. Not so much of being together. We have been over for years. I did not love that same person. There, there, I don't even think that there was love in the beginning of our relationship, but we do mm. need to know how to be parents. So he moved up mm. here. He lived with his sister. And one Sunday, he decided to come to church with me and the girls. Oh, wow. And oh. how old are the girls at this point? The girls are, Alicia, the oldest, is now going into sixth grade. And Angelina, the youngest, is, I think, third grade at that time or second grade. Yeah. So they're still, the little one's little, the older one, you know, she has, she has a lot of emotions and different stuff going on for her dad, but Hey, dad's coming to church. So here we are now, now we, we start, he starts coming with us and we're still not living together, but something's going on inside of him and myself at the same time that I'm still trying to focus on. It wasn't, I want to say it was a, it was probably about three months before I realized I could take communion. I went to church every Sunday and still felt like, nope, nope, I can't. I'm not ready. I am. I have so much work to do before I'm able to take that. And then when I decided to get baptized, that's when the pastor sat me down and looked at me like if I had spoke a whole other language, what do you mean you thought you couldn't take that? Do you believe in God? Do you believe that Jesus came and died for you? Do you believe that with all you have? Yes. Yes. That I want to be baptized. Yes. And I believe all that. He goes, Shrella, you could have been taking this a long time ago. As Mm. soon as you believed. And I still sat there like, what? Mm. (laughs) It was a whole other language. So I got baptized. Now me and the girls' dads were starting to rekindle things. He got baptized. Wow. Yep. Our little fourth grader. Now she's in fourth grade. She got baptized. I mean, things he proposed, we got married, we have two more little boys. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So you got married at that point in that church. We did. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how long now have you been married? We have been married in October. It'll be five years. Oh, okay. Praise God. Oh my goodness. And he kicked his addiction. Oh my gosh. That was, it was a miracle. How fast him his body his mind I can't even explain it it. so I mean I'd love to hear his story obviously but so what was it for him like to encounter grace what was his because obviously same thing he's lived a life where he's been in and out of jail um so he's not holding any illusions about his own personal goodness and worthiness um he was so much quicker to embrace all of that just embrace the grace, embrace the forgiveness, everything. And I was still holding on to things that had been embedded in me that I didn't even know. For example, I remember I had posted a picture of the two girls. We were at church. It was a beautiful Sunday morning. They looked so nice. I took a picture of them. I posted it. I remember that day my mom had told me, why is Alicia wearing jeans with holes? why aren't you guys wearing dresses? Oh, yeah. And I didn't know. I mean, I was still so fairly new where I was like, well, I mean, she just put that on. I don't know. Well, That's what kids know, wear to church. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should tell her she needs to, 
you know, you guys need to, you guys need to dress for the Lord. And you know, that's you guys, you guys aren't. And I remember like, but I, I, again, I don't like confrontation. It's my mom. I remember just feeling like, why is she saying that? But shrugging it off, like, okay, you know, next week and I'll say something. And I did, even though I didn't agree with it. I did Alicia, you know, maybe wear some different jeans. And then that is how a lot of things started with my parenting. Now we're baptized. Now we're going to a church that is so very different from what I remember. But now I'm bringing things that was in my childhood and bringing those to my kids mm-hmm. with everything, everything from, hey, no, we shouldn't be listening to that. Granted, there's some music that I'm like, baby, why are we listening to that song? But, you know, th- I wanted to control everything, the way that they dress, the way that we portrayed ourselves. Yeah. Even though we were. All of that is yeah. LDS, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I yeah. didn't know that at that time. Yeah, I, I was, so I've only been a Christian for seven years, but to be honest, the first five years, I was still yeah, very going back to the Mormon teachings. No, and that's exactly what I say over and over. And I said in my book, it took me five years. It took me five years of being in the word and being with other Christians and getting my questions answered and um, in order to even feel stable again, and to be able to separate out what came from my own culture, but what the Bible says, right? Did you and realize that you were doing that? Because I didn't realize I was doing <laughs> I did because I have this researcher brain and I put everything in categories. So, but it took me that long to sort through it all because so much of what I learned wasn't true according to the Bible. And then I had to figure out what the Bible had to say about that. And then I had to take it in and figure out what that looks like, right? Mm, yeah. yeah, what is forgiveness? Oh, I'm supposed to forgive everything? Like what, what, I don't, you know, all of that had to be relearned. Yeah. Everything, yeah. the grace, the, the love overall, the love. Yes. The, yes. Love is so conditional. And yes. And yes. Here it's not you just love, right? And especially when people are in the gutter, they need more love instead of less love. That's a whole opposite so idea. Different. So different. Yeah. yeah so I, I brought those tendencies in. I remember when I got baptized, I remember how how proud my dad was. Um, I know my mom was too. I I could feel it from my mom, but my dad's emotion was, I remember I got baptized and a few other people did. And then we got to go be with our families while we closed with a worship song. And I remember I went and stood by my dad to join him in singing. And I have my hair all wet, trying to put it up and he puts his arm around me. And I remember he kissed me on my forehead and he said, I am so proud of you. And I was like, oh, I hadn't, I've never received words of affirmation from either of my parents. That was never a thing in our home, but to hear Mm. that from him, it was like, yes. But even at that point in time, I still didn't really understand there was a big difference in anything Mm -hmm. until later. And my dad, you know, my parents would every once in a while, why don't you, why don't you find a Mormon church? Even after I was baptized, Mm -hmm. why don't you find a Mormon church and and just go, hon? I mean, there's not any difference. There's, you know, we still believe in the same things, which they really do believe Mm-hmm. And I, I understand why they believe that. And I would just be like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I, I really like my church and I really like my pastor, but I still didn't comprehend that it was so very different. And I was still, 
I was, I still am a baby Christian, you know, I'm still learning. I, I didn't know anything back then. So when my, when my parents would be like, well, you know, if there's, if there's different things, don't you think you would know that by now? Well, yeah, but well, I don't know. I, I, I'm still learning. And you want that, that would be my answer for everything, for everything. That's, a, my, that's a really good kind of keep the relationship <laughs> answer um, without, you know, making waves or making accusations. And yeah, that's who I am. And that's who I am. <laughs> and, and yet so one of the reasons Sherelle reached, Sherelle reached out to me recently is she okay. actually got to talk to her parents about faith after several years. And I'm actually glad you waited that long. I think it's a good thing, right? To be kind of solid and stable in who you are in Christ before you're ready to reach back. And, you know, the story behind that is, so I've been a Christian for seven years, but I just read the Bible for the first time last year with my mom. And And we did this with my friend from Moses Lake, who I've known her for over 18 years and we rekindled because she's also a Christian, but she's always had a heart for me. She's always randomly sent me prayers. Even when I was a mess, she loved (laughs) me anyways. She she never stopped. And so she was like, Hey, Sherelle, do you want to do a Bible study with me during COVID through the phone? Like, let's do a text message Bible study. Sure. Why not? You know, I, I, I could really use some hope right now because during that time was different struggles. Yeah. And then my mom came to visit one day and I was telling her how I'm going to start this Bible study with my friend Becca. And, oh, she has so much knowledge that I, I know nothing about. My mom sat there and listened and she said, can I join too? Oh, wow. Yes, of course, mom. I'll, I'll tell her to put you on a text thread now and let's do it. I was so excited. She asked and we did a woman's study. I don't have my book out, but it's one of the, it has, I, we have a guide for every week we have new studies, but it got through the whole Bible in a year. Okay. And my mom did this with us and it was quite an interesting journey. So once I did that, no, I did not become Miss Know-It-All by any means, mm. but I gained so much knowledge that I had no idea about, not even a clue. And then I slowly started to get a little, little more courageous each time I was around my mom and just conversation. Cause she was very courageous. She was very open. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, well, this and this and this and this. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And I would kind of start to back down. I would start getting sick in my stomach. I don't want to, I can't do this with, what if, yes. no, nope. I don't want to do this. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so I would let yeah. her talk and I would never say anything to disagree. Um, and just recently, so gosh, Lynn, when did I, when did I reach out to you? I can't even, it was just a few months ago. I was sitting here with my parents yeah. and I just started asking questions in the sense of mom, tell me, tell me what you believe. Cause I don't know what they believe. I don't know how far into the teachings they are. What if I give them something that they're like, no, I have right. questions. Right. Right. Teach me, mom, teach me t- what you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good no, way to do absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So the, the conversation got deep one time and so far that's it, but it was good. It was good conversation. I did tell her, do you remember when I got pregnant and what the Bishop told me? And she kind of sat there. Like if she didn't remember, 
until I said, remember he told me I couldn't take sacrament until Alicia was born. And she sat there and I remember she said, yeah. And she got this kind of sad look on her face, but also a look like, oh, well, that was still the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I said, mom, if I went to a church where a man told my daughter, she was not worthy to take the sacrament or communion, we would never return there again. I would never let a man on this earth tell my daughter she's not worthy, mom, because that's not right. And I told her about my experience of going to the church and not taking communion because I wasn't comfortable. I did share that story with her, but I could see that uncomfortableness. I I don't, I don't want to cause that. I love my parents very much. Yeah. And yet the only way that people come to faith often, right, is through that conviction of the Holy Spirit. And, and so again, in Mormonism, you see that just comfort as a bad thing. In Christianity, we realize we probably wouldn't have come to Christ if we hadn't gone through some of those uncomfortable experiences. But yes, it's difficult, especially when you love someone to feel like you're, you're the instigator of it. And yet it's the Holy Spirit. Yes, that, which is that yes. does the work, which is why being in the Bible is exactly yes. and which is which is why you ask questions. I mean, mm-hmm. because you can't argue with the question, and so I'm forever praying and saying, God, just give me good questions. Um, yeah. Give me the right questions to ask people that lead them to the answer you want them to find. Oh, that's um, good. Because I just I know. The Holy Spirit tends to speak so much more clearly if I'm asking the questions and letting the Holy Spirit bring the teaching as opposed to what I think, oh, I've got this, let me teach you. And then, yeah, so. Totally agree. All you want to do is plant things that make people go look for the answers, right? Yeah. And And love them well in the meantime. And you want to encourage them to the Bible for the answer, right? Yeah. Oh, my so how are we doing on time oh we i think we're within a couple of minutes okay so sherelle yeah talk now to the mormon young woman who might be pregnant right now and going through that or the young mormon woman who has not felt the acceptance and has felt that isolation and that sense of, I don't, I'm not measuring up. Speak to those people who may hear you on the podcast about what is available to them in terms of just the love and the grace that Jesus wants to extend to them. Jesus is enough. That is it. When you know him and you know of the free gift that is, it's on a silver platter. It's right there. It is an arm's reach. Don't let anybody tell you differently. Don't let any person in this world tell you, you are not worth that love, that forgiveness, that everyday grace. Every morning I get that grace. And when you find something that's very different from what you've been taught your whole life, it is the scariest thing in the world but it is worth the treasure that's at the end of it, 100%. I am thankful where I'm at now. I'm thankful that. How has your marriage changed? Our marriage grows in such a different way that I've seen around me. My parents' marriage, my grandparents' marriage, 
Our marriage is open. I get to talk to him about, look at what I learned. Look at what God taught me today. Let me share it with you. And he just drinks it in. And my husband, he'll do the same thing. We get to share about what God has done for both of us, our kids. And we struggle. Do not get that wrong. We struggle 100% <laughs> every day. <laughs> but in the end, it's so worth it because of who we have in our corner. And you can be honest about those struggles. And yes. Yes. I can walk say, in the church in tears. I totally screwed up. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. in tears probably once a day with my struggles, whether it's with my church family, my husband, or just by myself on my knees in my room talking to the Lord. And it feels so freeing to be that real and vulnerable. Yeah. And then to feel the forgiveness and it's all okay. And yeah. Freedom. Thank you, Sharon. Oh, thank Lord, you. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing with us. This was just incredible. Thank you. And guys. I'm glad that Yvette's death was in some ways a catalyst, right? Yeah. It brought you to faith in Christ. And yeah. you'll see her on the other side. I totally will. Yes. And I cannot wait. God took what the enemy meant for evil and he literally turned it around. I remember, I can hear that song over and over and I never mm. knew what it meant before, but evil is real and he takes it every single time, every single time and goodness comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, Joel, I think we're at the end again. Oh my goodness, grace and peace to you. This has been a wonderful discussion. I pray that, that the spirit has touched you through this. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. So long. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We would love to hear how the podcast has helped you. We are so grateful for you, our listeners, and the donations that keep us on the air. To say thank you, we are offering a free gift with a donation of any amount. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free gift button to get yours. Thanks for joining us on the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.